If you are caring for a person with autism, great information from a trusted source can be a lifeline. We hope today's conversation will help you create success for the extraordinary individual with autism in your life. Now, here is your host, Rob Haupt. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Autism Talk. I'm your host, Rob Haupt. I am a board-certified behavior analyst, uh, BCBA, uh, here at Autism Spectrum Therapies. I, I'm actually the vice president of partnerships here and just get this awesome opportunity to meet different people in different cities, different communities uh, across the country, which is really exciting for me. Um, being a BCBA, I, you know, I see things from this ABA point of view, and it's kind of crazy how ABA and autism services are kind of synonymous now, and they seem to be a really big um, push in our community. And we, we've been talking about it to get funding, to get services and the right people, to have the right people providing those services. Um, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to air this uh, a little after I, we're actually recording today, but uh, I want to make sure that we start off this show giving a really big congratulation to uh, Anna Bullard. Anna was with us uh, a few weeks back and talk to us about just this amazing effort and work she's been putting together in the state of Georgia to get Ava's law passed. And Anna just had a tremendous success, um, and she got Ava's law through the state Senate. And that, if you remember the show, that was her, that was her mountain. That was the, the, the big hurdle that they had to push through, and, and they did it. And... Um, you know, I just couldn't be more more happy for her. I, I you know, don't really know Anna very well. That was the first time we really got to speak was on the podcast, but I just walked away from that show um, feeling her passion and feeling how much work and energy she's put into this. And I can just only imagine what a sense of accomplishment for her and the rest of those parents who have been fighting and and commenting and speaking and, and driving to the, the state Senate to just participate in all of these hearings and get their voices heard because uh, they did. And it's just one of those, just one of those great reminders. Uh, you know, I say it here a lot and I just, I always get inspired by the moms, the dads, the parents who just start these grassroots movements that just catch fire and they spread and they, take over a community. Um, you know, we, we sometimes, I know I always get a little discouraged about how this gets started. You know, it's got to be so much people and time and energy to, to push through and, and get the machine and, and our system changing and, and moving in a different direction. It's such a good reminder to know that a bunch of moms who started talking in there in someone's living room or dining room and organized and decided we're going to do something um, is how it starts and how you can change and, and move the machine. So it's just a huge kudos to those guys, a huge congratulations. Um, it's just so exciting to hear that news, especially after getting to have that amazing conversation with her and, and hearing their story. So today I'm joined by Pat Scary. Uh, Pat is a 20-year coaching veteran. Uh, 
and has succeeded in changing the culture of Towson's men's basketball program in Maryland. Uh, during his first semester as the Tigers head coach, his players boasted the highest GPA for a Towson men's basketball team in over a decade. Pat's a native of Medford, Mass., um, and played collegiately at Tufts University from 1989 to 1992, where he has a two-time team captain and garnered all New England honors. As a point guard, he recorded the school record 650 assists during his career, a mark that still ranks as the 17th best in NCAA Division III history. He has 198 assists in the 90-91 season, which is a tough single-season record, and he's also fifth on the school's career steals list. Uh, Pat earned both of his collegiate degrees from Tufts, earning a bachelor's degree in psychology in 1992, a master's degree in education in 1995, and, and most importantly, uh, Pat has a, a great wife named Kristen and two sons, Ryan and Owen. Pat, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Now, I'm going to get this out of the way. I'm a Wesleyan alum, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, we're NESCAC tra- champions this year. Uh, you know what? Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Superman had kryptonite. Everybody has weak. Great school, though. Great school. It, it, it was pretty funny reading, uh, you know, as we were getting ready for the show. I don't know if I've had another NESCAC guy on the show, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool to have uh, someone else from our little, our little niche of uh, New England uh, small colleges. So it's, uh, it's good to have you here. Well, as you know, some great schools academically, and yeah. they, they play good sports. One of, the, uh, one, one of the former coaches I used to work for used to give me a hard time and tell me that it was the Argyle Sox League. I used to tell him it's a lot better than that. You don't realize <laughs> Yeah, oh, you're telling me I played football there for a couple of years, and uh, you know I thought I was pretty good going in there. And I'm a, I'm a decent sized guy, but I showed up. I think I was the smallest guy in the team. All of these guys, just amazing, amazing athletes, and it's in every sport you see in uh, in the conference. It's it's an incredible thing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you're doing you're doing a lot of different stuff. You've got thousands of men's basketball. Um, I know that program, you've, you've turned it around completely. It's, you know, you, you had a bunch of losing seasons. Now the, the students are doing great. The school's doing great. The record's improving. Um, but you've got a connection to autism as well. And I know, you know most of our, our listeners are probably wondering, you know, hey, we've got this men's basketball coach. Uh, this isn't a show about autism, the community-related issues. Uh, so what's your connection to autism? How did it all get started? Well, you know, my I have uh, two boys, Ryan, uh, who's who's ten, and Owen six. Uh, my wife, Kristen, and I do, and, and uh, our youngest, Owen, is, is is on the spectrum. So we we have a you know a really strong uh, connection tie investment in, in in the autism community, and that was was exciting to you know come on the show and, and talk a little bit about some of the things we've been through, and then and, and some some of the challenges and, and, and a lot of the positives that are going on. So, you know, I'm curious, you know, we, we talk a lot about the the early years, you know, as you said, Owen six, he's, he's kind of at a, a big milestone for any, any child starting to become ready for school, kindergarten years. Um, you know, when did you guys first learn about Owen's diagnosis that he, he was on the autism spectrum and uh, what was that initial reaction like? Yeah, you know, roughly at about two years of age, we were living out in Pittsburgh. I was before I came to Towson, I was an assistant for okay. Coach Dixon at the, for the Pitt Panthers. And, um, my my wife Kristen, uh, you know, had him diagnosed, and and 
in her mind, you know, she had tracked Ryan very thoroughly and that he hadn't been reaching some of the benchmarks with, with verbal cues and language. And, you know, we, we got the diagnosis and you know, said he was on the spectrum. Obviously, there's that initial, you know, shock, disbelief. Uh, you know, I'd heard of autism. I didn't know anything about it or enough about it. You know, uh, obviously, I think like a lot of people, you just think of the stereotypical the Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man, and it's obviously that that's that's not uh, that's not the case at, at all. Um, so it was it was you know uh, you know a little bit disbelief, a little bit shock. Um, but I will say the thing that always has impressed me is the second we found out, she was like, um, "Well, we're, we're, we're going to get after, we're going to go to work, and uh, you know start start working on his his, his verbal and, and some social things and." and we try to we try to attack it even today. It's where my, my, my son Owen and my wife Kristen. I, I think the, the the real the real heroes and champion in my family. They they attack this thing every day. You know, so I'm I'm wondering. You, you said you kind of you attacked it right away. Like, where did you guys turn first? Well, you know, we we were we've been fortunate, in, in whether it was in uh, Pittsburgh or especially here in the in the Towson area of Maryland. We have great great services. Um, and right away we started having the OT, the speech, uh, speech therapy, and, and people over the house, and you know, uh, just just day by day. Now down here we 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 have some unbelievable services. Owen's been a student um, at Kennedy Krieger Institute, uh, Trellis. Uh, we're heavily involved with Pathfinders, and and now we're, we're proud to say he's in full day kindergarten in, in an autism program here at, in, in in the Baltimore County uh, Public Schools. That's awesome. That's that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, you, the moment you say Kennedy Krieger, I think most people in in the community know like that's to have a resource like that nearby is is awesome. It, it's really gonna help any kid out so much. Um, yeah, they really they really did a lot for our our, our son Owen. And it's funny they um, you know when we got hired at Towson and we started mm-hmm. to figure some things out and all that good stuff and. Um, you know, the people in our education department here, we have such a strong education department here at Towson and our special education department kind of point us in the right direction of Kennedy. We knew nothing about it. We were fortunate to get in the program and uh, we've been blessed to, blessed to be a part of it. That's awesome. You know, I'm kind of curious. We, You know, you're, we get to talk to a lot of moms on the show. Um, you know, dads are always kind of in a, a little bit of a different dynamic here. And, and I'm always... You know, being a sports guy myself, uh, you know, you're you're in that world, and and that world is a competitive world. We we have a little bit more of that machismo um, mentality, especially when we're we're surrounded by you know other athletes and sports guys. Um, what you know, were there additional challenges for you, just as just as a dad, and and being in the line of work you're in to kind of balance out and you know be a support to Kristen, be a support to Owen. Um, and as well as get the support, you know, you need as a dad. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of challenges that come with, I think, being a, being a dad or a parent and, and coaching, you know, uh, whether your child's on the spectrum or not. So, yeah. uh, you know, obviously the first is travel, and it's never easy to, to have to be away from family, especially your kids. So you know, sometimes, unfortunately, you miss some precious moments. But, you know, there's also some flexibility in the schedule that, they feel good about it at other times to be able to do some other things. And I, I think for me a lot is that um, any parent that stays at home, I, and obviously I know uh, not to be stereotypical, it's usually the mom. I have great yeah. respect for that. Because uh, what, what moms do, 
I don't know if I could do that every day. Uh, the amount of work and investment that goes into that, that you know, it's, you really you really learn to appreciate that. Um, and that, you know, but I, I think obviously with um, you know with with me, it's like when, when um, I'm around, I want to I want to hang out with my my boys and um, you know, and Owen uh, he. he he likes to laugh. He likes to watch basketball. He doesn't like when they shoot free throws. Uh, he, uh, he'll want to go, go. He likes the up-tempo game. So we've got to change our offense up a little bit. But uh, he loves he loves Disney movies. And, you know, uh, he's just like any other other little boy. They Certain things they like and humor and, and things they bring to the table. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think it's really cool that, you know, just kind of what you were talking about. It's um, – you know, spending so much time working with kids with autism and most of the time I'm, you know, I'm working with boys and, and sports is one of those things where it, I find it would be one of the hardest things for the kids I work with to really um, get into. And I think it's just awesome that, you know, you guys have been able to, to create a, a bond and relationship over sports. You know, the fact that, you know, hey, he likes the up-tempo game. He wants to see the scoring. I mean, that's to, to have that together and get him that exposure. I know it's great for the two of you, but I, I can almost start to imagine how that's going to help him translating as he's now 10 and, and 13 and 15 and so on um, as he gets older, too. Well, we certainly hope so. I mean, you know, time, time will tell. We're, uh, we have a brand-new arena we opened up. Uh, we've been in for a couple of years here. We used to like our old gym. We were in my, fir- my uh, first couple of years. And then we brought in the new arena. He didn't like it at first. Now he loves going to the arena, new arena and Likes like 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 a lot of, a lot of kids on the spectrum. He likes routine, so sometimes you know mm-hmm. changes aren't always changes aren't always as as, as easy. Um, but but he, lo- he loves being in the uh, in, in the new arena, which is which is exciting. And like any dad, I like having my my kids be able to come to the games. Uh, we're actually well, we're, we're pretty pumped up about it. Uh, on April 11th, it's, it's uh, Autism Speaks Day at Camden okay. Yards, and they asked him if he would throw out the first pitch for the game. So he's, he's going to do that. He doesn't quite, I don't know, understand that he's doing that, but he's going to do it. So we brought a ball a couple of weeks ago and oh, wow. making, him throw, making him throw it four or five times in the house just to get a couple with it. But we're going to do it because uh, that's a pretty good, pretty cool experience for a kid to get to do. I, I, I feel like it's probably like even as even cooler for like dad. Like I can imagine if I got a chance to throw out a pitch at a game, I, I think my dad would probably be more excited than I was to like see me out there and do all of that. And, and that, that's awesome. That's so cool for both of you guys. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pumped up about it. That's awesome. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned games and you mentioned what, what the Orioles have going on in Camden Yards um, with their autism awareness game. But I know you have a, your own game going on, if I'm not mistaken, that you've been putting on every year uh, to raise awareness. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. It's a source of great excitement and, and, and pride for me and my family. And, and uh, I've been really thankful. The people at Towson University and our community have been, they've just been tremendous in supporting it. Um, so my, my, my um, We've done it for the last three years, which we call it Autism Awareness Day in, in college basketball. And what we what we did was first year, my wife Chris and I, we just we had a game on campus. We have a, uh, a great sorority that works with autism, and, and we have uh, the Hoffman Center for Adults with Campus Adults with Autism on our campus at Towson, which is an unbelievable place. And then all the other great organizations in the area, like Trellis, Pathfinder, Itinerous, et cetera. We invited them all out to the game. And it was cool. I've always wore the uh, the Blue Autism Speaks puzzle piece uh, mm-hmm. on my on my lapel for 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 
a couple reasons. One, we've done some stuff with Autism Speaks, and, and, and they're great, just like a lot of the other organizations are. But most importantly, I do it because people ask me about it. It's a chance to raise some awareness. And so after the game was over the first year, we were trying to break some, how can we make this bigger and better? And a good friend of mine, one of my closest friends and coach, Tom Harriet, and his wife, Leslie, he was the head coach of Marshall University at the time. He's now at, at Georgia Tech. They have a son, Robert, who's also on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So we, we started talking to them and, and brainstorming. And so all of a sudden, the, the wives kind of came up with, how many games are on national TV in, in, in a, on a weekend? So we look, and we've done it like the first weekend in February the last two years. And believe it or not, between like all the ESPNs, Fox, CBS, um, NBC Sports, there's like 45 to 50 games that are on national TV college basketball and so we said what if we get some pins we reach out to the coaches and as you know we have some real rock stars in our profession and and get them to wear the pin so Mm -hmm. it was a true grassroots effort that tom and i were doing with our wives the first year and then this year i'm proud to say not only do we have all the coaches on tv doing it but we had about 250 schools register and they weren't on TV, coaches wearing the pins. Uh, we called the coaches powering forward, and they had the Autism Speaks puzzle pin on it. It's, uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of ideas moving forward how to make the game bigger and better, but we're always searching for ways of how to bring more exposure to it. It's awesome. I mean, I, I, what I love about there, – there's a couple things about, like, what you've described that I'm really into. Um, I'll kind of ask you some questions about each. The first is um, you picked the first weekend in February. And, and I'm, you know, generally we think about autism awareness. We always think about April as Autism Awareness Month. You guys picked a different month. Um, was that, you know, I love that because it, it, I think it brings awareness now. February now has an awareness to it as well as April. Was, was that something you guys did intentionally or was it more of, you know, that's the height of the season so we feel like we can get the most teams involved? Yeah, no, it was because it was the height of the season. You know, obviously this week the Final Four and, and – yeah. You know, with, with the, I don't know if we would have gotten the full cooperation. We wouldn't have enough teams, uh, but I don't yeah. know if we would have been able to you know, uh, get it done as effectively then. And then uh, we've got some great help from the NABC, which is the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Mm-hmm. And they've done an unbelievable job and are very active with coaches for cancer. So we, we do it a couple weeks after the uh, they call it suits and sneakers. Coaches wear the sneakers on the sideline in games. So. Uh-huh. There's, a, there's so many great causes out there, and yeah, they've done so much with Coaches vs. Cancer, and they were willing to help us with Autism Awareness Day, so we wanted to make sure that we did it after, and in our mind, did it after that game. That game. Got it. And have there been, I'm curious, like, what the response has been? You know, I, I think about how many, it's, it's not just the number of coaches who got involved or the teams that got involved. As you said, there's televised games, there were untelevised games. But I, I think about so many colleges, and so many colleges are not in major cities. They tend to be in a little bit more small towns as much as they, they are in big cities. Um, you know, Tufts is right outside of Boston. You know, Wesleyan was in Middletown, kind of diverse type of communities. Um, I'm curious, did whether it be you yourself in terms of the Towson community or maybe stories from other coaches, um, was there what kind of responses did the communities themselves um, give you guys, and uh, you know, once these games got started and, and the awareness started to spread. Well, yeah, I've been extremely proud here at Towson. Like this year, um, 
Under Armour made us custom uniforms, nice. uh, like light blue uniforms, our school colors. So it was, it was a, they've been unbelievable. They give out personalized sneakers and shirts for our guys every year to wear. So I'm sure our student athletes are excited about it. Um, and then we had 14 different organizations that are extremely active in the autism community with information booths and tables at the games on our concourse and our new CQ arena. So that was that was really great. And then after the game, the Newtown High School Band performed. Uh, they're just an outstanding musical group, and all the all the students were on the on the, on the spectrum there. So it was really cool, uh, and it was really cool about it. Unfortunately for us, like, we literally lost at the buzzer. Uh, yeah. James Smith, the shot to beat us at the buzzer. But when wow. I came out to do my post game media stuff, just to, the amount of people that stuck around to listen to the Newtown High School group perform was was really touching and. We had students, we had people in the community, we had staff and faculty there, and that's really what the game is about. And we did such a good job at Towson. I'm hoping that some of the other schools and universities will, will kind of use our model and try to do some more things with that. We, we did a lot of stuff on jumbotrons at, mm-hmm. during the media timeouts and, and video and passing out stuff. And, and we used our student athletes during the timeouts to, you know, to pre-record some facts and, and things like that. So it was. I, I was pretty pumped up about it. I, I mean, here, here the model you just you just described. It makes perfect sense to me. It's, it seems like I think about most I, most towns across the country. You know, there's a university nearby, and the university really does almost create a little bit of like a, a central meeting place. You know, not quite a town hall, but there's games, there's events, there's activities, things to bring everyone together. It feels like a perfect time to see a game, listen to a band, get resources, uh, increase education. It seems like a great opportunity to bring people together. I, I really love the sound of this model you're talking about. Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, college campuses are vibrant and full of energy, and, and, and they're yeah. educational and educational, you know, in, involvement. So I've, I've always felt that, you know, uh, athletics is, is central to that because, you know, yeah. we're trying to educate our student-athletes and, we also, especially in basketball and football programs, can be uh, I've preached since I've been here, been a, be a wonderful front porch for the rest of your house, which is your university. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you, you talked about basketball and football. Um, you know, having you here, you know, one of the things as I was re- getting ready for our conversation, looking into the game, I, I noticed that ESPN, um, the, the game day guys were wearing the pins as well, if I'm not mistaken. And it got me thinking a little bit about, um, you know, it seems like ESPN, it seems like sports centered. It seems like kind of the sports community is starting to make a bigger deal about, you know, not just kids with autism, but kids with developmental disabilities um, being part of teams. And and it seems like there's a much bigger push um, to, you know, whether it be the sports center story where we see that kid hit the three-pointer and just the whole team rally around them or the whole school rally around them. It seems like we're seeing more and more stories like that. I'm curious, you know, you're, I'm an outsider. You're in the thick of it. Are you seeing the, the sports world um, really embrace the special needs community and really uh, become more accepting? And are there things you think that we can do more of to make it more accepting? Well, I, I certainly hope so, and, and you know, uh, ESPN is uh, you know this key figure. The more they can do with that, the better, you know. Uh, yeah. 
hopefully, you know, hopefully we can get them to wear the pin and wear it uh, long stretches and do it frequently. I know the NBA has done some stuff on TNT, and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes maybe some of these networks can put away the, the commercial stuff that they maybe they can or can't do certain things. And just do, do, you know, I think we always have a responsibility in athletics, uh, you know, a strong civic duty, you know, a sense of responsibility, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what, what better place to rally around than, than athletes and athletics, and like you said, especially on, on college campuses. Uh, and, and what I think it does, and you touched on this, my, my wife Kristen always says it's, all right now I guess we talk all about autism awareness, hopefully we can get to that stage quickly where it becomes more autism acceptance, that we're very, mm-hmm. we're very aware of what it is and, 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 not, and, and we're accepting of it. Yeah. You talk about acceptance, you talk about awareness. I mean, and I think, I think that's what so much of us are really looking for. Um, you know, April's here. I know you, you mentioned um, the, the, the Orioles game and your guys, Owen and yourself involvement and, and him throwing out the first pitch, but I know there's lots of other organizations, um, lots of other things that you guys are looking at. I'm sure now that, you know, your schedule is starting to slow down that the, the, Final Four is kind of coming to an end. Um, you know, as you, as you look forward into the the rest of this year, as you look forward to Autism Awareness Month, I know you've touched upon some of them a little bit, but um, organizations in your community, I know you're really involved with Autism Speaks and lots of different organizations. Um, who, who else are you working with or or partnering with or or just kind of following as we as we start Autism Awareness Month? Yeah, no, I, I, we, we we are such a great area here, uh, you know, with, with different organizations. You know, right on our campus, we have the Husband Center for Adults with Autism, uh, which is a wonderful place. Um, John, Mr. Husband and his family have done so much research and donated to autism. And, uh, you know, we've done some clinics with them uh, where some adults with autism come down and learn the game of basketball with our, with our student-athletes. And then clearly Pathfinders, which was started by B.J. Suroff, great player for the Orioles, and his wife, Paulie, and uh, we, we participate in a lot of events with them. They do a night at the aquarium. They do a night at the zoo, which uh, really gives you that normal family experience uh, that nice. everyone always looks for. And then we have our son Owen, which is really the highlight of his week, takes swimming lessons at the Michael Phelps Swim School through Pathfinders every Sunday. And uh, he just learned to swim last last week, finally, on his own. And we were, I'll tell you, we were talking a little pumped up. I was like winning a game. And then he... <laughs> So he went to Trellis, uh, uh-huh. and he's now as a student. Now he's back there taking taking speech lessons, um, you know, out, outside of the normal school day. And the, nice. the people at that Trellis are the kindest, most hardworking, innovative group of people I've, I've been around. You know, I it kind of hits me. You know, you're going back a little bit to to where we started. You know, you're you're probably on the road more than the average dad. You, you've kind of got a little bit of a different life that you and your wife, Kristen need to balance out. Um, I think about sports and I think about trust and how you kind of build a team. And, and that's how I've always thought about services is, you know, as an ABA person working with different people on an IEP team or on a therapy team, I feel like you need to create that same type of trust and camaraderie that you would on, on a sports team. Um, you know, being that you're a coach, but you're also a dad, from that parent perspective, you know, how critical is it for you, uh, being someone who's on the road, traveling to different games in different cities, 
to have that trust in that team. I mean, I got to assume for you it makes a, a big difference since you're not at home every single night. It's, it's absolute peace of mind. I, I think people involved in you know, our, our teachers and people involved in education and certainly our, our education people that are involved in special ed, uh, they are absolutely the best. Uh, their energy and passion and commitment to what they do on a daily basis, you know, it, it really, you know, you, you, we can't pay them enough, can't thank them enough. Uh, I think the trust and the peace of mind that gives families and the hope it provides them is is something that, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I don't want to sound corny or anything, but it, it's an unbelievable blessing. And you come in, in touch and contact with some of these people and, you know, kind of what they, how they inspire you and, and your family. And it's, 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 it is truly amazing. Yeah. And, you know, to flip it back around to you, I mean, I actually, I really appreciate what you're doing with the game and being in the field for so long, I've always kind of felt, as I said to you, like sports was to me, like that was my life as a kid. That was the number one thing. It, it was the foundation of friendships. It was the foundation of my relationship at many times with my dad, which created all these different opportunities. And anytime I hear stories about different university, you know, basketball, football, whatever programs, bringing awareness, the games, you know, anything to get, as you, as we were talking about ESPN or different sports networks to be involved. I actually feel like that opens up doors to the autism community um, from that acceptance point of view we were talking about, but selfishly, it just always makes me feel good that something that was so important to me when I was younger is now merging with something that's so important to me now that I'm an adult. And, you know, so when I hear these stories about what you're doing and what different, you know, BJ Serhoff and, and the different athletes and the different, uh, you know, sports programs out there, it just, it kind of makes me feel good. It just makes me feel like things well, are moving in the right direction. I appreciate you saying that. I, I've always looked at it as um, I, I've got a, uh, you know, I might not necessarily be in the trenches every day, uh, but I've got a vehicle here through athletics and, and some true rock stars in our coaching profession, if we can use that vehicle to bring awareness to autism, I want to try to push the envelope as much yeah. as, as much as possible. Yeah, we got to do it through a lot of different ways, and you know we got to find new ways to do it. And I think you're finding one of those new ways, so I appreciate it. Well, there's an old saying, right? Many hands make light work. Yeah, <laughs> you bet, you bet. Well, um, you know we're 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 coming to the end of our time. Um, you know, I'm sure there's people who want to know about next year's game. Maybe they got questions about uh, different things. Um, how can people find out about maybe next year's game, or or uh, or are there any other good ways to follow up on uh, on what you're doing? That's that's a great question. If, if, um, if you go to the Autism Speaks website, there's a there should be a box there. Coaches powering forward. That's coaches powering forward and. That has information on the program, and like anything, and, and this is what uh, you know. One of the, the joys and beauty of coaching, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be figuring out how to make it better. It's like when you watch game tape, even when you win, you know, you can play better. There's always a there's always a better way to do something. So, I, I clearly we welcome any suggestions on how to do that. I mean, I think just listening to you, knowing some of the different teams who have been involved, I, I feel like. You know, it'll take some time, but I feel like this is going to be one of those things where we're going to see 
every university on like that same weekend with that pin and doing some sort of awareness, like just just knowing some of the big names you've already got involved in this. It's I, I just have no doubt that this is going to grow. I, I have just no doubt about it. I, I, I agree with you. We've got the ability to do it, and, and you know, uh, it, it's gonna and it, it, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's a great source of pride. Watching yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I can see why, Pat. Thank you so much for being here. It has been awesome talking to you. Awesome, as I said, seeing two important parts of my world come together. So it's, uh, I appreciate it. Well, thanks for all you guys do, too, and I appreciate you guys having me on. You bet, Pat. Take care. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here today. Um, really great to hear about what Pat's doing. Um, it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I think you guys know I get a little... I, I myself get a little starstruck. It's just so cool to hear, you know, athletes and coaches and all these different people involved in in this part of, of our community and or really, I guess, to acknowledge and to, to remember that they've always been part of our community. Um, I just didn't always realize it. And, um, you know, I spent my weekend watching the Final Four and March Madness, and I spent my time watching these games and following these guys and and it is just really nice to know we're all in this arm in arm trying to to raise awareness and, and as Pat said, really raise acceptance because that's a, a big, big part of this. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys have a great week. If, if you have questions, comments, thoughts, as always, more info at autismtherapies.com. Want to hear from you. Uh, our Facebook page is always a great place to comment and post. And just this morning I saw lots of different posts and comments um, about different ideas you have, questions you have. Some of you even commenting about different projects you have that you're trying to get started, whether it be outreach, research, uh, or just, you know, ideas uh, to help others. So I I love seeing all of that. Um, Until next time, you guys have a good one. Take care. We hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Please join us each week for a new episode. Or visit our archives to listen to and download previous shows. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.